0: The Clingers Have Spoken. Hello everybody and welcome to The Clingers Have Spoken. We just watched episode 5 or 6 of season 44. Episode 5 of season 44. I am actually at the home that my brother and my sister-in-law kind of own with the bank uh and we just watched it and we're here to talk about it michael how are you doing tonight doing good man just
1: uh eating some good old-fashioned pork loin and trying to keep a baby not to cry during survivor but you know all things considered pretty good
0: yeah, we talked about Wesley's empathy at the very first episode of the show, and I thought it really played in tonight. You know, we saw a lot of Matthew's pain, and I felt like Wesley was doing a great job mirroring that. I, I think that he's going to be such an emotionally attuned child because he watched Survivor.
1: He was doing a better job of being empathetic than the Tika tribe was when they found out that Matthew was going home. Josh was so excited, and then he was like, oh, it's so sad, so sad, I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> sorry to hear that <laughs> and i love that they let that they let that in because it's just like you know because jeff kind of did say and he said it with a smile on his face like hey no tribal tonight but then josh was like yes i mean but like i'm so sorry to hear <laughs> it's just like oh my gosh how do you react to that situation what is like an appropriate reaction
1: I mean, I think it's okay to be happy that you don't have to go to tribal council. Like, I don't think that's a problem. You know, like... I mean, Jeff knew he was delivering good news there. So... Especially because none of them know Matthew. Yeah. None of them were on his tribe. They don't know him from Adam. Like... Right. They're like, wow, we didn't... We lost the immunity challenge. Came in last place and we don't have to go
0: home? Great. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. uh, So, I mean... I, I we were talking before. I can't recall like any time we've had like an immunity challenge. Someone lost and then they didn't go to tribal. Like I don't know what that looks like. You know, and if it has happened, I can't remember a specific time where that happened.
1: Not in the tribe phase. Like I feel like normally, in the tribe phase, if your tribe loses and someone on the other tribe gets sent home, you probably still go to tribal council. Like I think in, like it's happened in the individual phase where. Somebody between Immunity Challenge and Tribal Council, you know, couldn't go anymore and they had to send them home. But I don't know if that's really happened, like, in the tribe phase where they didn't didn't keep somebody around. I mean, you know, probably trying to keep Carolyn around, trying to keep Jam Jam around. They don't want to lose those guys, the main characters.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting why I had the thought that it's, okay, well, they have, they're they at 12, and they like 12. They like that number. So, like, it looks like they're not going to do exactly what they did last time. Maybe they will. Um, But maybe just a whole big merge, I hope, is what happens right now. Um, I mean, is
1: that 12, right? Yeah. So that's not too big.
0: Because, like, the last few seasons they've been doing, like, a half merge, and then you're not technically a part of the merge until you get past that one. Oh, Like, because right. they split them in half and then they compete in teams. I hope it's just, like, one big thing and they just kind of get rid of that. I hope that's what it is. They
1: didn't have anything on the next time on Survivor about earn the merge, so... Yeah. I would like to see just an old-fashioned 12-person merge. Yeah. You know, let the let the chips fall where they may. 6-6 six, six, uh, dr- rock draw. Let's start it off fiery.
0: 6-6 six, six rock draw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, gotcha.
1: you know, 6-on-6. Six six, we don't know where But, I mean, it seems very clear, like, Tika is going to be the Kingmaker's. But it also looked like Josh is probably going to turn on Jam Jam and Carolyn just like that. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it would make sense for it to be Tika in the middle between the other two tribes because the other two tribes have, well, I guess one has four, one has five. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then they've got three. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, Strongman Alliance got to get together. Danny, Brandon, and Josh. You know, I think that I had some high hopes for Danny and his chances, but I don't think they would paint him in that light if he's gonna do well. Yeah. So you know, I don't think that strongman alliance is going anywhere. That was a hilarious scene.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, it like because he was like, when people like us get together, and she said, "Who is people like us? Like what and do you?" She
1: was like, "What do you mean people like us?"
0: <laughs> and she was right on. I feel like in other people in Survivor, they would have just like. I don't know. They would have just sat there and not said that. But Carolyn doesn't really do that. Like, she'll just say, like, kind of how she feels a lot of the time. It's like, well, you guys aren't even, like, including me. And she's taking back with that, like, a pretty – that's, like, maybe she downplayed that a little. But she still expressed It's like, what are you guys even talking about? Like, I need allies right now. And it doesn't seem like you guys want to be my allies. So, like, whatever. You know? Yeah.
1: Just dumb by Danny and Brandon to not even, like, really act like – Carolyn was in with their new alliance. Yeah. You know, at least it's like you just got to patch her in. She's literally sitting right between you. Like Yeah. Just be like, yeah, so the three of us, we can work together. And that's not what they did at all. That was pretty bad. And like I was saying during the episode, I think Brandon is the most disappointing former professional athlete when it comes to challenges that I've seen in Survivor. Yeah. I mean, professional athlete is a bit of a stretch, but, you yeah. know.
0: He did get paid for it.
1: He says that he was on the Seahawks or whatever, but he wasn't. He literally never played in a regular season NFL game.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, he got gassed pretty quick. It's like, I, you know, I don't know, like, even being a professional athlete, like, that's, you know, football is kind of like a sprinting sport. It's not really like an endurance thing either. And he's been out of there for, like, years, right? So it's like, I don't know how much that serves you. In, in today's game of Survivor. I mean, you should be the best
1: challenged person on your tribe still. Yeah. For running and jumping and digging and all that crap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, when Matthew was healthy, it looked like he kind of was the best person on that whole tribe, which is crazy. Um, Man. I, normally we get into, like, oh, well, what did you think about how this vote came off and, like, everyone's perspective and it's kind of like well there was no vote so like what do we get into here? What
1: do you think was going to happen at Tribal Council?
0: Oh I think Jam Jam and Carolyn were going to vote Josh out. Yeah. For sure.
1: I think they were either going to vote Josh out or Carolyn was going to play her idol and they were going to vote Josh out. Yeah. Like I can understand Jam Jam like not wanting to trust Carolyn but you know you really know Carolyn and you know what you're dealing with and Josh is still a really unknown. Like, I know that you can get to know someone personally, but, you know, he's still a huge unknown, which is kind of a red flag when you're trying to figure out who you're dealing with. Like, Carolyn, you know, you like her as a person. Like, I think they probably would have voted Josh out together. The scene of them figuring out his immunity idol was fake was (laughs) Chef's Kiss. (laughs)
0: Again, I feel like there's—in that tribe, there's just no subtlety. It's like—it's like, I think this is fake. <laughs> like, 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 are these the beads from treeMail Like, not even just, like, saying, oh, okay, and then going and looking at treeMail to see if they were the beads from Tremail? Like, it's kind of like—I don't know. It's It's refreshing to be like, I think this is stupid. <laughs> well, I think it's actually a great
1: strategy— to just be like, are these the beads from Tree Mail, and just see what how he respond. and like the way he looked so dejected when they were like, "Dude, is this? Is these the beads from from Tree Mail? Is, is this is this a fake idol?" Like, yeah. And he was like, "No, it's real, okay." And he was like, "Give me that back. You're gonna <laughs> no, mess it up. You're gonna mess it up." <laughs> it's like, well, I shouldn't be able to just pull it apart that easy if it was like a legit idol that yeah. was made by the professional idol makers. This is, yeah, this is a, a fake.
0: Yeah. I thought that was so interesting. Like the way he said, like, stop, you're going to you're going to break it or something like that. It felt like a kid who was like playing with like an action figure or something. And it's like, oh, my gosh, like it's just he knew like that was just that was not good for Josh because it's like, man, like he didn't he knew he got caught and he reacted to try to save face. But once you do that, it's like even more clear that you're saving face and or trying to at least and oh my gosh
1: I wish they had shown Carolyn and Jam Jam just like off in the woods having a huge (laughs) laugh about that whole situation just like can you believe that (laughs) he did that to us yeah and we almost got away with it like Jam Jam fully bought it at first yeah until Carolyn was right there and he actually like was took the idol in his hands and looked at it good eye by Jam Jam to like put that together why don't we get hear more about Tree Mail these days?
0: It's just not time.
1: Like we don't ever see them going to Tree Mail anymore.
0: It's like they substituted Tree Mail for like people's stories from back home, right? Because like Tree Mail saying, "Oh, I'm gonna go to Tree Mail." That didn't really take very long. And ads are getting longer. Like episodes are not gonna be as long. But like I just think that they cut that. And honestly, like watching the old ones, like. A lot of it did kind of seem like a write-off, where it's like, oh, of course they went to tree mill today, the and they just read this thing and it had like war paint on, so that they can paint themselves up for their tribe whenever they go. And it did kind of feel like, why are we even?
1: Oh, I like that.
0: Yeah, it's you like
1: yeah, you know, okay, like, what do you think the challenge is going to be? Think about it during commercial break, and then it comes during commercial break, and there they are at the challenge.
0: I don't know. I never really cared that much about the challenges. Like I. If I was going to skip any part in Survivor, I'd probably just fast forward to the end of the challenges. The most useless
1: part of the whole episode is when Jeff is explaining the challenge. Yeah. Because to us, the viewer, we're not participating. We don't actually need to know the rules. Right. We just need to know the outcome and like watch in case anything happens. Like yeah. We don't need the thirty second walkthrough of the rules. Yeah. You know, that's the time when I pay the least attention. I'm like, oh, I can. I can go back and put more food on my plate while Jeff is explaining the rules. Like, I don't need to be as locked in for this one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I guess the challenges are a necessary part of the game, but it's also, like, I don't really care that much. Right? Like, maybe there's, like, one or two challenges a season where I actually remember a person that won it or, like, how it was won and anything like that. But most of the time, I don't really... Care that much? Like I remember, like uh, I remember Russell losing in his season, or or winning and beating Brett in the in the final challenge. I remember that. But I don't remember anything else challenge wise from that season. You know, like like they're they're only memorable because I'm invested in the people, and I care about it.
1: Well, I do remember another challenge from Samoa when Russell. Like passed out, um, not Russell Hands, yeah, but other Russell, other
0: Russell, yeah, that's true. When he
1: when he passed out, uh, while they're on the table maze or whatever oh my it was, gosh. yeah, that was crazy.
0: That was terrifying. Like if I was just out there and people started passing out, I'd be horrified. I'd probably say, "Can I go home?" Like <laughs> this is, this is terrifying.
1: Yeah, I mean, speaking of med- medivacs. Do you think that Matt made the decision to go home or that they told him he had to go home?
0: They really hid that. I I wonder if there was like an ugly dispute about like him leaving the game or not. You know, like I wonder cuz I don't know, I don't know if it's a good look for Matt to say like, "Yeah, it's too much, I need to go home," or if it's a worse look or better look to be like, "Matt, you're going home," and Matt just flips out. You know? Like I don't know what is a better look for that, and I don't know if that is like what they want to show of Matthew's journey. i don't I don't think that yeah. that's the, what where they want to leave him. I could totally see him coming back as well. They really painted him in a really positive light, so like I could totally see him coming back for a returners.
1: Yeah, I do feel like it was in his decision to make though. Now that I'm thinking about it, because they showed him in, like, the confessional saying, I have a lot of, like, thinking that I need to do. This is a big decision or something like that. Yeah. So I think he probably ended up making the decision to exit, but I'm sure that they were, they were, like, advising him to do so. Yeah. But a shoulder is, like, one of those things, like, you can just, it's just going to keep getting worse if you keep you know... Moving it. Not resting it. Yeah. Which, obviously, you're not resting it on Survivor. But, like, it's it's not like at some point your arm's going to have to get amputated or You're not going to get like
0: infected. That. Like, it's not life-threatening. Like it's just going to be excruciating. And
1: then, like, yeah, maybe your shoulder won't be able to recover as well as if you had just, like, bowed out at the beginning and, like, rested up and gotten surgery or whatever. So, I feel like they probably were going to let him stay... But they didn't want to make it look like he was a quitter either.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, that he's – because they're probably advising him, like, if you're in a ton of pain, like, you should probably just go Yeah. home. So they're, they're trying to not make it look like – yeah, I think he could – I think he could definitely be in a returner season. If they did, like, another season where it's, like, Medivacs, come back. I, mean, I don't know who else would be in that at this point, but – Like, I think he could be, you know, we need, like, Medivacs, three tribes, six players each, first vote-out All-Stars, Medivacs, and zero-vote finalists. That's what we need. That sounds like a great season to me.
0: That does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
1: Then you've got everyone dealing with their own story. You've got people who start to freak out. Like, oh, man, I went home on day eight last time I played. and It's day eight. Yeah, and I'm kind of freaking out about that. You got people thinking, the you know zero vote finalists are going to be way overplaying, and then uh, the people who got voted out first are going to come in so timid, just trying not to be the first person voted out. Yeah, yeah you know, it could be it could be fun. I'm, it's like three fun subgroups of people that we don't really see. I would love to see a runners up season. Yeah, and like I think that's such a cool idea, and you know medivacs like there's just not enough of them to that are memorable like, yeah a lot of them it's like i don't know maybe you were gonna be a good character but
0: yeah like jackson bruce matthew those are the three guys i mean i don't know we didn't really know bruce at all jackson seemed oh
1: interesting. yeah uh-huh yeah i was like jackson who's jackson yeah. And i just remembered lithium yeah
0: yeah um he was
1: on like some
0: medications
1: or something that he told him he wasn't on or something. And yeah. Yeah, that was weird. That, that was, was very weird. weird.
0: Yeah. Um bring Eric back again. Eric. <laughs> from, yeah, Eric from Fans vs Favorites and Fans vs. Favorites too.
1: Oh yeah, no. I don't think he's I don't think they'd bring him back and I don't think he would come back.
0: Man. I really liked him though. I loved him as a character. There
1: was that big guy in David vs. Goliath that broke, broke his back. back on the boat. Yeah,
0: What's was his name, Dan? No, not I Dan. I don't know
1: what it was. We don't know. He was only on the show for like five minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was a Giants fan. That's yeah. all I knew. Um, not a lot of women get medevaced. No, not a lot. I think that says something about women and their their strength. Just, you know. I think uh maybe, maybe maybe there's something there. I'd like to see a study done. Um but yeah, I don't know. There's there's not a lot to talk about this episode. What did we think of the I guess what do we think of just like the idea of them going to the island and then not doing anything and just eating? I loved it. I think that's great.
1: I thought it was great, like I like that it's like It has been the past few seasons so clear of, like, you're going to a place, you're risking a vote, you're getting an advantage, or not. Yeah. And I think, like, the idea of, you don't know why you're sending these people on this quest. You might send them, and you might be kicking them off your tribe by sending them. Yeah. You might be asking for someone else to be on a tribe by sending them. You might just be sending them to eat a meal and you know, get conversation going with other people on other tribes. Uh, or you might be setting them to risk a vote and get an advantage. Like, all of these things are in play. I think that makes it... It makes it harder to strategize, mm-hmm. which I know a lot of people hate. And that's one of people's biggest thing that they have problems with with the new era is that it's so hard to strategize because it's so random. But... I like it as a viewer because, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I don't want to watch Shipwheel Island every episode or even three times a season. Yeah. You know, so I think that there's there's a lot of good about it. I liked it. And it, it made for a great scene.
0: Yeah, it did. Like,
1: one of the best scenes of the season. There were a couple of scenes tonight that were like, that's some of the best scenes of the season. Of course, it was Tika. Yeah. You know, Tika is, like, made-for-TV yeah. tribe, like... I don't know how they ended up putting Jam Jam and Carolyn on the same starting tribe, but good on them. Yeah. And the fact that those two plus Carson are the only ones left from the original Tika is awesome. Like, I love that. I, I, Carolyn, man, people are so low on her. It's like, it's like if you weigh 400 pounds and you just, like, start walking on the treadmill every day, how quickly you can lose all this weight, people are like, oh my gosh, it's amazing that you lost so much weight. when people, like, underestimate you so much, like they're doing with Carolyn. Like, her being able to show, like, just competence... Yeah. ...socially and gameplay-wise, strategically, post-merge, they're going to want to give her a million dollars. Yeah. Because she's going to have completely overcome their expectations, which... Is truly their fault that they are making prejudgments on her about what she can and can't do and and all of that. But like, if I was on another tribe, I would start to think of Carolyn and Jam Jam as like legit players because they their tribe has been whittled down so much and they're the people left. Yeah. That should tell me as someone who's going against them, like, okay, like, they are probably really tight. And they're probably pretty good at working the votes in their favor and knowing who to trust.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting. I feel like even if you're watching that though, like Danny literally said it tonight, he was like, You seem like a person that I would want to bring, or someone would want to be would want to bring. And like the nice thing for Carolyn is that people are watching that and they're saying, Oh, how did these two people survive again? But it's like they're like, Well, I know it's not Carolyn. So, who's in power here? And they're going to say it's Jam Jam. So, it's like, Jam Jam's going to walk into the merge with a massive target on his back. Which is not really his fault. It's just the way that people are viewing Carolyn and how that works out with him. Yeah. And, you know, we all have our biases, but, like, even in the challenges, she's looked terrible... And even in, like, the small things where they've asked her questions, I'm sure she said some crazy stuff, you know? And it's, like, what they're seeing is that this girl reminds them of other people that have played the game in the past, like Nora, you know? Like, it's... it's, Nora was brought by Tommy, and she didn't win. Tommy won. So it's kind of like, I you know, what is... It's... it's how can you see Carolyn as like a strong player when the only information that you are getting in is information that looks a lot like previous players that have lost because this group hasn't seen Gabler win, right? So like Gabler to me was like the weakest winner we've had in a while or the person that displayed this, this kind of like, I'm just here. You guys can do whatever you want and then use me, whatever. And then whatever. But, like, now that that's happening, I feel like it, we're just seeing it even on a bigger scale now with Carolyn.
1: Now, Carolyn's a lot more strategic than Gabler, though. Like, openly to now, the camera, well, at least.
0: Wasn't that the whole argument, though, that Gabler actually was strategic when people, when people said he won?
1: I mean, I think it was that he was strategic, but, like, I don't think anyone was saying he was a strategic mastermind. I probably did on the pod, but it was probably facetious. <laughs> you know, like, no one's saying Gabler was a strategic mastermind. Carolyn might be, like, a, ma- a strategic mastermind. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Like, we're seeing her, like, be on the right side of every vote she's been in so far. She was probably going to be on the right side of the vote tonight.
0: hmm
1: And, like, I don't know, like, when people underestimate you so hard... It's really easy to make people think you're doing great. You know, it's like when when the like really small kid comes off the bench in reckless basketball and hits a three and the crowd goes crazy cuz it was so unexpected that this kid, you know, would be able to score a basket. Yeah. You know, or whatever, with the other team not letting him shoot it or something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, well, if you start letting that kid shoot it, and if he makes a lot, you're gonna it gets lose. Hot.
1: They get they get hot.
0: <laughs> like, was hot. There was a story growing up of a kid that like let him shoot, and the kid came in with like three minutes to go, and he just stood in the corner, and he made six threes in a row, and they won the game, even though they were down before. Yeah, and it's like it's like crazy stuff can happen, and just because you've lived and experience things doesn't mean that your life after this point is going to match those and it's like how much can you build like a working uh, like a, a working environment for your brain to navigate to trust it until like you mess it up does that make sense what I'm saying? like it's like you have to basically trust your instinct and trust your brain but sometimes your brain is going to be wrong And it's, like, you also kind of have to just trust that you're going to be wrong sometimes. But you just have to really work and figure out when those times are. And that's going to look out different whenever. So, like, no one is really looking in the brain, except for, like, Jam Jam right now and saying, like, wow, Carolyn is somebody that, like, I actually have to, like, look out for. You know? Because everything that she has done in front of other people has been information has been information for them that tells them that she is not a threat does that make sense
1: I think so that's not like what Jam Jam was saying to Josh and I it's like Carolyn might seem like she doesn't know what's going on but she is a player like she's locked into what's going on like the fact that she's just like able to see like oh if they want to do like a bros thing that's not good for me you know, I'm sure they weren't like, no, Carolyn, you're not in it. But yeah. she's a smart enough person to put it together. Like, that's not that doesn't suit my interest, actually. Yeah. So yeah, I mean at this point, I have to say, like, I re- I think Carolyn has a great chance to win. I think Carson has a great chance to win. Yeah. I think we got to see that tonight. Just like Carson has two great connections on Tika, goes over to Orange Tribe makes two more great connections on Orange Tribe. Granted, Matthew's gone now, so it doesn't really matter. But, you know, I don't know how far the Kane thing is going to go. <laughs> but, you know, Kane seems to think he's great. Yeah. So that's one person he's got in the bag. If he can reunite with Carolyn and Jam Jam, you know, that's like, that's like four right there. That's a pretty solid four. Mm-hmm. And if they team up with Franny and Matt, Boom! Now we're talking power alliance here.
0: Yeah. I don't really find any of the tribes staying strong. Except for Tika, I guess. But, like, the green tribe, they've kind of already separated into, like, two and two and Josh. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, they literally had that conversation. And Danny's already making plans. And he didn't even mentioned Heidi. Or at least he didn't show it. He didn't even mention Heidi when he was talking to Brandon. He was like, we're going to do a guy's thing. And he said, whoever I bring with me, whoever's with me. But it didn't seem like he was tight with anyone, you know? Or at least he didn't portray that. Uh, And he did mention Josh's name. So it's like, I don't really see, like, the orange tribe sticking together. I don't think Kane is close to, like, Brandon or Lauren. We haven't seen anything from Lauren in, like, two episodes. Lauren
1: is getting the full purple edit. Yeah. We don't know anything about her. Granted, like, her tribe has been very purple. Like, yeah. We haven't seen basically anything from them except for, like, we've seen Carson on their tribe, and we saw Matthew, and we saw Kane doing some weird stuff. Yeah. But, like, we haven't seen Brandon do anything. Yeah. Well, I guess today he was in it, but, like... And he got the he idol was, and
0: used it, but everybody was kind of there. wasn't very dramatic. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he, he completely fumbled that situation. Yeah. And... Yeah, I'm I'm not impressed with Brandon, so... Yeah, Orange Tribe is still, like, largely a mystery, but I feel like that probably means that most of those characters are pretty inconsequential to the outcome. Like, they'll be on the jury, they'll cast a vote, but I would be shocked if a Brandon or a Lauren was even sniffing the finale. Yeah. So
0: yeah which what does that mean you know who who's the like who's left like the Green Tribe and Tika really I mean Matt and Franny are they on a lot because they're a or are they on a lot because they're gonna go far you know like I think they're gonna be
1: in play like they're definitely gonna be in play yeah I think like you could easily get You could kind of get, like, a nerd and weirdos thing going versus, like, the bros. Yeah. Like, I, I could see them, like, maybe that's something that they're setting up this episode was, like, you've got the bros. So you got Josh, Danny, Brandon, and then they're, like, tag-alongs of, like, Heidi. Yeah. And uh, Lauren and, you know maybe that's everybody and then you've got Jam Jam Carolyn and you've got Matt and Franny and you got um, Kane and Carson that could be legitimately how it goes and this tonight's episode could be setting that up
0: yeah yeah we'll see great questions um man anything else on the episode
1: Not that I can think of. It was like... We covered it pretty much. Yeah. It's hard to second guess what anyone did tonight.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, obviously Danny
1: and Brandon were dumb, but... Yeah. Obviously Josh's fake idol was stupid. Yeah. And like, it would have worked if he hadn't shown him. Like, Jim can't believe he had it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, How's your bracket?
1: Bad. <laughs> I don't even... I definitely didn't get a Final Four team.
0: Yeah. Me I'm not
1: even sure I got an Elite eighteen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I did. But I did not get a Final Four team.
1: Alabama, man. Yeah. Even when my bracket was like going down, I was like, I've got Alabama winning it all. I think that's still a great pick. They're the favorites. I feel good about it. and they go and lose.
0: So here's the thing. I think I said this last week. I don't think Brandon Miller is clutch. Like, I don't think he has that clutch gene in him. Like, he's... What I saw when he played San Diego State is exactly what I saw when he played in the first round of the state tournament. Like, very passive. And then when he shoots, he shoots threes. He doesn't go to the basket. And San Diego State, they're not going to let you go to the basket without getting contact. Brandon Miller doesn't like to get contact. So it's like he it's like he would just pass out or he would take a three. And he shot horrendously, and they lost. So it's like, I just don't think that guy's clutch. I think he's going to be a great guy to play with in 2K. But I wouldn't want him on my team. I wouldn't want him on, on like, a, if the Grizzlies drafted him. I really wouldn't like that. Ugh. Yeah, the Grizzlies should not
1: draft anyone with a questionable background they've got plenty <laughs> of that going on
0: that yeah man they
1: need to draft somebody like straight laced like you know yeah they need to cause they're all they're very much on the edge of like this whole thing could fall apart and our whole core could end up like the yeah, the John Morant stuff is crazy he needs to be surrounded by dudes who are on the straight and narrow and, you know, Dylan Brooks, like, I feel like that's mostly on the court craziness, but like we need to have more dudes that are more, more straight laced. Yeah. So that things don't get out of control. Like, I feel like Steven Adams being gone. People are like, how can Steven Adams being gone? make the Grizzlies that much worse well he brings a lot more to the team than rebounds yeah you know like I know he's only like he's my age like he's 29 years old mm-hmm. and, but, and that's not that old but on a team of like young guys like most under 25 yeah that, that seems old to them that's a guy they respect yeah you know a guy who like he may not be the most vocal leader all the time but like is gonna lead by example, like knows when to have fun. Gonna be leading by example. They need more guys like that on the team. Like I feel like Kyle Anderson being gone. Yeah, he was a guy who was doing that for them. So they gotta find somebody
0: and in they the offseason season
1: who can do that.
0: And they could have got Jay Crowder, and they didn't. You know, like what are we doing? I I don't know if Jay Crowder's the best role. Jay model, Crowder's washed, but they loved him. Yeah, like for sure. Man, it's just crazy. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I still stand by my... I think we could trade John Morant and get King's Ransom back for him. If I was playing 2K, I would have traded him last year because he's probably... But what
1: are you going to get that's going to make you better? I don't know. You can't just get two starters. You you need a star
0: if you trade John Morant. Well, you would definitely get star-level return, whether that looks like... From who? Whether that looks like a slate of picks... And a good player, or whether it looks like two really good starters, I don't know. Picks, Grizzlies don't need more picks, right? But if you
1: if you were to get rid of John Morant, you need a guy who is a top fifteen NBA player.
0: If you trade John Morant, that is like a those picks are transitive. You can send that package somewhere else for a guy that you need, because right now I don't think they need John. Who who would be on the market that would be make our team better than John Menzel? for that? For that. Hall, it would have been Kevin Durant. We would if we traded. We jo-
1: don't even know because KB can't, can't, can't even get on the floor.
0: If we traded Jaw for Kevin Durant, they would probably have packaged like two first round picks with that. And who knows how good the Nets are going to be? Like
1: yeah, like but you're. I think you're way underestimating how good Jaw Morant is. I
0: don't That's think cool. I am. I think that basketball is a team sport, and this team plays really, really well with or without him so you're
1: saying if we had just had Jaron Jackson and we didn't draft John Morant the next year and we ended up with I don't know some other dude from that draft R.J. Barrett yeah if we ended up with R.J. Barrett you think that the Grizzlies are as good as they are maybe no John Morant took that team from high lottery to the play in his rookie year. Is that right?
0: Yeah, I think the so. The
1: play in his rookie year.
0: Actually, I'm not sure that's right. That was bubble. Bubble. Wait, was bubble year his rookie year? I think because they didn't draft high again. I think they might have. He might have just missed the playoffs,
1: and then they were on the bubble the next year. And then they were in the playoffs last year.
0: No, so ja, the bubble was his first year.
1: Yeah, well, there you go. The dude gets drafted, and we go to from a high lottery team to a bubble team to a playoff team. To like a, a high-seeded playoff team two yeah. years in a row.
0: Yeah. I mean, but like the team those, that, that is exactly lined up with Ja Morant being on the Grizzlies. Yes, but it's also directly lined up with the other players on the team and the coaches on the team. Like the the everyone talks so much about how fast and how well the Grizzlies players progress. And that's not because of John Morant. It's not.
1: No. Taylor Jenkins is a great coach, but do you think Bane is getting the looks he's getting if it's not for John Morant?
0: I think Bain does just fine without John Morant. No.
1: Ja gets everyone open. Because he gets into the lane and four dudes crash down on him. And but then he's got Boom job. to Brooks, he's got boom to Tyus, he's got boom to Zaire, he's got boom to to Bane, he's got Boom to Jaren. They can make He's got those Boom things. to, to uh,
0: the that other tall dude, the uh, other dude. Santi. Santi, yeah. They they can make those things happen with Tyus and the ball movement. That happens. No look, look. not as well. It's just I just look. Jaws undeniably talented, but I think that this team is actually really, really, really good behind him.
1: The Grizzlies are a good team, and I don't think Jaws top five player. But I don't know how trading him at any at this point could make them better in any sense. And I think that's a crazy thing to say.
0: I just don't. I just don't know how you can think like healthy John Moran and healthy Kevin Durant swap them. I think that the Grizzlies are a better team with KD.
1: Okay, healthy Kevin Durant is obviously, if not the best player in the world. Like yeah, the so what two. are we
0: even talking about?
1: I don't know, because Kevin Dur- healthy Kevin Durant hasn't been on the table at any point.
0: I mean, I just think that with Jaw, I don't know if they're going to win a title. I mean, trade Jaw for Giannis. How about that? Well, they wouldn't do that. Yeah, exactly. Because there's
1: like three guys in the NBA that people wouldn't trade for Jaw Morant. That's how good he is. We're talking about NBA
0: evaluators. We're talking, we talking about value potential value. I I'm lower on John Moran's potential value and what he can bring to a team than everybody else is. He's a star. He's incredible for the city. Very likable. May have some off the court issues, I guess, now. So like dump the asset. It's like it's like you bought Dogecoin early twenty twenty one. It exploded, and it's well, about to come back down.
1: No, his stock is way lower now than it was before all that stuff. So yeah. now you don't definitely don't
0: sell now. Yeah, but what are we just gonna hold until it decreases no, even more? You win a championship. That's what they're trying to do with that's what John they're Moran trying on to the do, team. and they can do it without him.
1: No, no. You think you take John Moran off the team? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you can't get anything. You can get that's confident. gonna put over the top. You could have got Kevin Durant. Joel, how many games has Kevin Durant played with the Suns since he got traded? I don't know, like six? That team is going to lose in the first round of the playoffs this year. We'll see. They're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs to the Warriors. We'll see. That's what's going to happen. That is not like... like, I, I, I humored you, but that's crap. It's absolute crap. Getting rid of John Moran does not make the Grizzlies better. Okay, that's fine. What happened when John Morant got hurt in the playoffs last year? We won a game
0: and then we lost. Yeah. <laughs> we win against the Warriors with John Morant. I just don't think that's true. He yeah. lost a home game. They lost game one at home with John Morant. How can you say that How many points
1: a- did John Morant have in that game? I don't know. Look it up. It was a
0: ton. He was 47. That's literally proving my point. When John Morant's successful, the team is just as successful. When John Morant's not successful, the team is just as successful.
1: No. All right. We're done. I'm not talking with you about this anymore. You're literally, Joel, you can't back it up with any actual facts, what you're saying. You're just
0: all hypotheticals. Yeah, of course. What is it? This what are is all we, what is a sports we're talking podcast? about here? What is a sports podcast? If this isn't a sports all... podcast. This is a Survivor podcast. We are podcasting. We're talking about sports. Joel, you have failed to back anything up with numbers oh and evidence. J- J- listen to Bill Simmons at I'm all? I'm
1: backing you up. I'm I, I'm telling you. Here's my numbers and evidence. Before John Morant is on the Grizzlies, high lottery pick. John Morant's first year on the Grizzlies. They're in the play-in. Jaws second year on the Grizzlies. They're in the playoffs. Jaws third year on the Grizzlies. They're in the playoffs. Jaws fourth year on the Grizzlies. They're in the playoffs.
0: In fact, they won. They won around last year. They're probably going to win around this year. You're right. They had a great seed last season, didn't they? Yeah. Do you know how many games Jaw missed? Do you know what their winning percentage was without jaw? Do you know if it was better or worse than their winning percentage with jaw? I do know those things, Joel. And I still think it's crazy to say they're
1: better without John Moran on the team.
0: Well, you're just not listening to facts then. Joel.
1: (laughs) You are literally thinking you're smarter than every expert NBA person in the world. Yes.
0: You're not. On this one thing. On this one thing, I think I am. No. And I think that it's okay for me to say that because my opinion doesn't matter. But not it's, on this. It's nice to have my opinion. I humored it for as long as I could. It's just wrong. That's fine. It's just wrong. That's fine. They are probably going to get a two seed. All right. and they We're they're not talking about no, no, this no, no, anymore. No, no, no. We're wrapping it up now. That's what I'm doing. I'm just saying we can all agree that I'd rather see the kings than the sons or the warriors. And I think that that's probably going to happen. So that's great. And I'm thrilled for that. Um you think the Grizzlies would be the
1: one seed if John Morant just sat out that's all That's not what I'm saying!
0: It's not. I was just saying
1: that I'm happy that the Kings are going to finish with the three seed. Joel doesn't think John Morant is good at basketball. That's just... The Clingers have spoken.
0: The Clingers have spoken.